0: Life moves pretty fast.
1: You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could
0: miss it. Who said that? Who the f- said that? There's a Toby S. The Phone's for you. I think it's the devil. Who are these fing guys? There's a Toby F! We'll go to the moon event together. It's a lot of nonsense. A
1: little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. What time is it? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again for another episode of the Total BS Podcast. All week, I've been saying killer beat podcast like I'm some kind of <laughs> a-hole.
2: What's going on, Justin? How are we doing today? Doing good. So I learned a new word this week. It's called an entanglement. And this word is a fancy word of saying, hey, I'm going to cheat on you. I'm going to use the word entanglement when I talk to my dietitian. <laughs>
1: You might you might have to explain yourself a little better than that because I am not quite uh, clear on what you're talking about. Entangle you don't know what the word entanglement. So no, I remember? know what it means, but why why with your dietitian? So because oh, you're gonna cheat on your diet. Yes. Ah, there <laughs> you go. Total BS podcast coming up right here. <laughs> your
2: fans just might like turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best sixteen if you must. You're not whack. you just sound whack rapping after us. Your fans just might turn into offense. Be cool. It's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. you not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're not even going to beat around the bush. We're not even going to take any time to talk about what we're going to get into. Just know that we got a jam packed show full of stuff today. And we're going to start it off because this week was one of the worst weeks in sports, period. I mean, you just had bad news breaking left and right, and unfortunately, college football started to get into the picture, um, and we were all waiting for it, trying to figure out how these schools and these conferences are going to try and pull it off this season, and the Big Ten kind of led the way by canceling all their non-conference games, and uh, today, uh, the Pac-12 followed their lead. The ACC did so as well, and I'm sure more to follow. But we wanted to get an expert and somebody who follows college football very closely. So we bring in John Wilner. Uh, John, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think we could we can start it off by saying, uh, you know, what was your overall impression? Is this something expected? Uh, you know, you, you call it, cover college football. I'm sure you've heard some of the scuttlebutt around. Um, and then, when this news actually started to break nationwide, what was your overall take?
0: Well, I think that the surprising aspect of it was when it happened, not what happened. Right? I mean, the way things have been going uh, across the country for the last you know month or so uh, certainly made playing non-conference games a lot more precarious. I'm not sure many people expected that the decisions would be made in the first half of July. The Big Ten went ahead very early, and I think that certainly had an impact on the Pac-12, and we'll see what happens with the SEC. I think they've got a meeting on Monday. Uh, but I think first half of July, most people probably wouldn't have figured that we'd be at this point in the process. Most, I think, were expecting, and I was, probably the last, last week of July, first week of August would be uh, a time when the conferences would set their plans.
2: So, John – Be honest. Let's go back to earlier this week when you first heard the news about, you know, conferences going to a conference only schedule. Did you think, okay this is the best way for college football to happen? Or do you think, you know, the season is possibly trending into not happening or maybe even going into the spring?
0: Well, I think both. Right. I mean, I have thought for a few weeks that conference only was going to be an inevitability if they were going to try to play in the fall because there's just no way there's the difference in testing and safety protocols is too great to play non-conference games. You're putting your own guys at risk. If you're playing an opponent that doesn't have the same, you know, procedures. So the non-conference basically became the only way they were going to be able to play this fall. They still may not be able to play this fall, right? If things keep going like they are, the presidents and chancellors are going to abort and they'll hope hopefully try to play in January or February, something like that. So I think basically the answer is both. This is their best chance for the fall, but it doesn't guarantee that they're going to play. But what if, what
2: if it goes into the spring, what do you think this could do for the college football seasons in 2021 and 2022 and also
0: the NFL? Well, I mean, if they can't play in the fall, the, the spring is the last resort, right? If they can't play in the fall, it certainly will impact, and they do play say, conference-only schedules in January through March or February through April. It will certainly have an impact on guys who are thinking about going pro, right? Because the NFL so far said they're not going to budge on their draft process. But if you're a university and you got $30 million in TV money, that Based on you playing games in the spring, you're going to play those games whether you got your star quarterback or not because he's bolted for the draft, right? So the, the economic imperative is such that they will play in the, in the spring if that's really their only option. It does have an impact. It could have an impact on the start of the 2021 season. There's no doubt about that. You can't ask these guys to play into April and then have them show up to training camp on August 1st. So, yeah, but again, it's all secondary. They are so desperate for that money. Football is 80% of everybody's budget, basically, that they'll do whatever they need to do to get in as much of a season as they can, whether it's in the fall or the, the spring.
1: If you're a gambling man, would you, would you bet on the fact that we will have college football at all this season?
0: Uh, if, you're, if the season includes the academic year, I would bet on it, Sure. Uh, I think it's probably, you know, 40, 50 percent chance that they'll be able to play a decent schedule in the in the fall. But I think that between the fall and the spring, they'll will probably see something. I think there's a good chance of that. And it could end up being that they play in the fall and then they shut it down and then they pick it back up in the spring. I mean, everything is on the table because they don't have any choice. They got to play or else they're going to have huge budget problems and there's going to be massive layoffs. Uh, Olympic sports probably get cut. So they'll do whatever they can
2: to play. Going back to what you said about how moving the football season to spring could affect the start of the 2021 season in the NFL, do you also think another domino could be you know, guys preparing for the NFL draft? Let's say Trevor Lawrence. We all know he's probably going to be a number one pick in the draft regardless if he plays or not. Do you think that there could be guys like Trevor Lawrence who decide to opt out and get ready for the draft rather than play in spring?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of guys will right. Uh, half Alabama's roster may opt out of playing in the uh, spring season. Uh, for all we know, Lawrence, other guys, no doubt about that. But again, TV's going to pay no, no matter who's playing quarterback, right? So whether Trevor Lawrence is playing quarterback for Clemson or somebody else, ACC, ACC's getting that TV money and it's getting funneled to Clemson. So. The, the schools won't have a choice. They don't want to do it. They don't want to play in the spring. But if that's their only way to get TV money and potentially get some kind of postseason money, right, that's the other big unanswered question is what's going to happen to the college football playoff. But that's another, you know, tens of millions of dollars uh, from the football postseason. So they'll the economic imperative is such that they'll do whatever they have to.
1: In your estimation, outside of labor strife, um, has there ever been a situation um, that has been potentially as catastrophic as this one to sports in general? Uh,
0: well, I mean, this is, there's been nothing like this, right? I mean, we'll see how the, the name image likeness situation affects college sports long haul, right? I mean, I don't know that it's going to shift the balance of power tremendously, right? The, the big schools are already getting all the good, go- all the good players. Uh, but certainly changing the economics of college sports is, is a positive step and will have some implications, you know, the transfer immediate eligibility for transfers, which probably will go into effect with the, uh, in August of 2021, that is going to have a big impact, but the virus is, um, you know, it could decimate athletic departments. And the thing is, if you have cut sports because you've lost 80% of your revenue, right? I mean, talk about Arizona, $800 million budget, probably 80, 80 million of that's coming from football directly or indirectly. You'll lose that money you end up having to cut sports, it's hard to bring them back after you've cut them, right? So the long-term implications uh, are, could be devastating if they can't play.
2: John Wilner, I, I got I, I to gotta ask you something here about Notre Dame. And that's like the big question that everyone wants to know. What the hell is going to happen to Notre Dame and what's going to happen to a lot of these independent teams?
0: Well, BYU's in huge trouble. Uh, I think Notre Dame's going to... The Notre Dame is, you know, the ACC—they've got a whole bunch of their teams uh, are have non-conference games that are going to get canceled. Notre Dame already plays half its schedule against the ACC because it's a you know it's a full member in every other sport, and then it's a partner in football. So let's say Boston College has got a game scheduled against Illinois. Well, that game is canceled, right? Because the Big Ten is not playing non-conference. Well, Notre Dame can then play Boston College to basically give Notre Dame a full ACC schedule uh, instead of a a partial ACC schedule. So they'll be okay. Uh, I'm not sure. BYU is going to – they could have a a lot of trouble, though, because they're going to have teams from all over canceling, and they don't have a fallback plan like Notre Dame does where there's a partial membership in in a conference.
2: No, I, and I, uh, one of my also big questions is you know, what's going to happen to a lot of these FCS programs or smaller schools who scheduled Pac 12, Big 10 opponents and they're not going to play them. And because they're not going to play them, like for instance, for us, uh, for here in, in AAZ. Arizona and Portland state Portland state is expected to make $550,000 from that game with Arizona last year, Tennessee paid Georgia state 950 grand just for them to come down to Knoxville and beat them. I mean, this is money that's not going to be going to these schools. So could this be a big issue for a lot of smaller programs?
0: Well, I mean, it's going to be devastating for some of them for sure. It's gonna be interesting to see how these contracts for canceled games get played out. A lot of contracts have you know, this force majeure clause where basically if there's an act of God, so to speak, the game gets canceled, nobody is liable. But I'm sure that teams in the group of five, teams in the FCS, they challenge that to try to recoup some of the money Uh, from the cancellation because the conferences are making the decision, right? So Arizona or ASU say they cancel an FCS opponent. I mean, is it force majeure? The conference is making the decision uh, in early July and those schools are gonna take them to court to try to get money back. Or everybody comes upon some kind of middle ground because you remember you're gonna wanna have relationships with some of these schools going forward so we could see a whole bunch of middle ground decisions like instead of paying somebody to a 500 grand, you pay them 250 uh, as a cancellation fee. We'll, we'll see how it works out. But there are many unknowns, and, and the, how the cancelled games are going to get resolved is one of the big unknowns because of the financial implications for the schools.:
1: That's John Wilner, uh, one of the best in the business in covering college football and college basketball, sir, thank you so much for joining us, John. Thank you so much, John.
0: All right.
1: Hey, thanks a lot for having me, guys. Stay safe. safe. You too. All right. That's John Wilner. He uh, he's a good follow. Follow him at, at Wilner Hotline on Twitter. Uh, he's I mean he's full of information and he's always dropping nuggets left and right. And uh, he if you want to know anything that's going on, especially in the Pac-12, uh, he is definitely the man to follow. You know, Justin, just to kind of follow up. Uh, we, and we apologize for some of the technical difficulties we were having. But yeah. um, you, you made a good point about Notre Dame. First of all, I don't know why the hell Notre Dame is playing in the mm-hmm. ACC in the first place. I understand all the logistics and um, in other, their other sports are playing in the ACC. Sure, I get the alignment. I, I, but in the first place, why the, why the heck is Notre Dame – who is embedded in Big Ten country, not playing a Big Ten schedule and in the Big Ten conference, first of all. That makes no sense to me. BYU, um, to to John's counterpoint, I would say, is um, I understand that within the ACC, if if like Boston College was supposed to play Georgia and they had to cancel that game, well, then they just play, they turn around and play uh, Boston College or whatever. Well, in the Pac-12, um, the same thing could be said. You know, BYU, even though they don't have An alignment with any of these schools. Well, if if a team drops out, well, BY, you could just jump into that slot and play that. um, The Pac 12 schools, especially, or at least the Mountain West, right? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how everything
2: unfolds. You know, Notre Dame is an interesting case because they're independent and they always schedule, you know, big time opponents. It's not like, you know, Army, where they go around, they schedule these teams and then they lose. Because let's face it, Army just isn't really a, a dominant college football program like like a Notre Dame. But I also think the reason why they went with the ACC as opposed to the Big Ten, and this is just my speculation here, I think maybe it's so they can stay uniform with the protocols because it, Notre Dame basketball competes in the ACC, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So Pretty you know, much maybe, every other sport. They they participate so, in the
2: ACC. So, e- exactly so maybe it's just hey you know what well, we need to be uniform with all of our other sports and their protocols so let's put Notre Dame in with the ACC so that way everything can stay uniform and we can follow everything in order but you know th- this is going to be interesting to see you know m- moving forward I really selfishly I like the conference only schedules because you know th- th- there's sometimes. SEC opponents don't all play each other. Pac-12 opponents don't all play each other, and they well, may skip still not going to get that in this years. Sure, yeah. because there's a lot of teams, so yeah. that may be a bad example. But for for the Pac-12, Ter- terrible example. <laughs> you're a terrible example, Saul. <laughs> yeah, but you know those are three opponents that is left off your schedule, and you know what. I think it's great because I'm getting so sick and tired of turning into SEC football in the middle of October, November, and may, while the rest of college football is all playing its conference schedule, you have Alabama playing Chattanooga, or you have, you know, Georgia Southern playing Tennessee in the middle of the season. Nobody, SEC always does this. We're going to schedule cupcakes in the middle of the season. I don't want that. I don't like to see that. So I want to see. SEC football. They're the best conference in college football, right? I think it'd be awesome to see SEC football every single week. I think it'd be awesome to see Pac 12 football kind of go back to its old days where everybody played its conference opponent. It's just the only thing that sucks about all this is the little guys. You know, they're not going to get that money. I use the Georgia State uh, example. Earlier when we were talking to John, and that's nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars going to your program. For programs in the SEC, that may not seem like a lot of money, but for Georgia State, which literally became a program three years ago, I mean that that's quite a bit of money that could be used for the program. So it sucks because the little guys are really going to be affected by this. But what more can you do? You know we're in this weird time right now where, you know if we want to get football back, Th- this is our options. So,
1: well, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think, well, I think the phrase is the hen has come home to roost. And I think for the longest time, these football programs have tried to, you know, they've been building their superpowers, right? They, it, it, it became an arms race. Everybody had to get the top of the line, you know, sweet levels in their stadium. Everybody had to get top of the line locker rooms. Everybody had to get, you know, a Nike deal. Everybody had to get, you know, an Adidas deal and, and you had to bring in all this money and, you know, just to keep up with the Joneses. Otherwise, kids ain't coming to your program. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, Cornerstone programs like Notre Dame have even had to take a turn and make some modifications and, and things of that nature. You know, like it. this isn't like 1980 or 1990 where you could just rely on your history of the program because kids ain't trying to walk in to a broke down coliseum. And play in front of their, you know, in, in front of however many fans. Look at Michigan. They've been struggling, you know, on the field because, you know, they can recruit, but they can't recruit at the level Ohio State has been recruiting. You know yeah. what I mean? Same thing with Alabama and your LSUs and your Clemsons. Like everybody's just hyping themselves up and, you know, and, and pouring so much money from their donors, from deals. And what's happened? Now you have programs all across the country that have insane budgets and this virus hits and you have no way to pay for it now if so there's I, I, no college football you have no way
2: to pay for it so i, I want to get your your thoughts on this do you think that the current times can really be leverage for student athletes and getting paid and no. getting compensated no you don't think no. so because a lot no. of these student-athletes, they're concerned right now because students are, aren't are allowed to be on campus. No. M- meanwhile, student-athletes, football players, they're training expected to be on campus. So could, if you're a football player, could you say, well, it's almost kind of like I'm not a student anymore and you're viewing me as a worker. I got to be at these workouts at a certain time and go through all these tests. If students aren't allowed on campus, why am I here? Why aren't I at home right now? First and foremost, players should get paid, but that ain't oh, going to happen. Oh, absolutely.
1: That ain't going to happen, and I'm going to tell you why right now. That's not going to happen because now what have you done? You used to have a super budget, and now you just shrunk the budget. There's no way in hell any of these players are going to get a dime. Not now. Not now because all that money is – allegedly supposed to be going to all these stadium renovations and all these upgrades and all the travel and all this other stuff now we all know that most of the budget isn't just about football it goes to the other sports that help carry all those other sports right so like uh, your olympic sports you know your swimming your diving your gymnastics things of that nature not every school has that but for the most part we're talking about football as the is the one sport that funnels down and pays for everything else when you shrink that budget and now you don't have that, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You can't pay no kid $20,000 a year or however X amount of dollars you want to pay them because now that's times what, 80, 90, 100? It's just not going to happen. There's no way these kids are getting paid. And if they don't want to play because they want to get paid, that's cool. Either go find another program that somehow is going to pay you, which is not going to happen, or stay home. You have that right to stay home. You can still go to school online, right? Yeah. Uh, I would say this if you're really hell bent on getting paid and you're really worried about get, contracting the coronavirus, hey, that school should still honor your scholarship. So you Absolutely. could still take courses Perfect. online within the comfort of your own home and safety of your own home and not have to worry about it. But we all know, I don't care how many people out there think that a college degree is like worth everything in their, in, in, in everything. Like, I paid student loans. That's just how it goes. You know what I mean? So these kids come out and they don't have to pay student loans. Cool. That's one advantage they have over everybody else. Outside of that, they could tear their ACL and guess what? You know, they might not ever be right again. Okay. So is that yeah. worth an education? I mean, if you don't yeah. go to college, if you, if you don't go play college football and you still go to school and you get your degree, and you don't tear your ACL okay, so you got to pay back a loan. And but at least your livelihood is not affected for the rest of your life, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, those sure. it's, it's a it's a piss poor example, but you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, a piss poor example, yeah, I you mean, use a,
2: a bad example, <laughs>
1: huh? <laughs> but I mean, what I'm saying is, is there's no way kids are going to get paid, there's just no way. Not if anything, this situation is going to force athletic programs to even tighten the screws even more and really buckle down on the fact that they don't want to pay kids. You think the NCAA isn't going to use this to their advantage? Oh man, we almost lost college football cuz of this pandemic. There's no way they're going to they're going to buckle up and pay kids. There's just
2: no way. And I know college football and college basketball, it's not necessarily a tight-knit community like the NBA community. But the fact that you had a lot of NBA players come together and say, we're not going to do this whole bubble thing because we are concerned. Now, there were other layers to it other than coronavirus. But I think with the students currently right now, you see Florida State players being very outspoken. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, I outspoken. Again, it wasn't about coronavirus, but you're starting to see a lot of these Division One football players use their platform. Could you see a, a scenario where the players are like, okay, well, if you're going to have students taking online-only classes and you're not allowed on campus, then why the hell am I on campus right now? And if you're not going to compensate me, then you know what? Peace out. We're going to create a union. We're all going to team up. And Seriously, I would not be surprised if there are teams that come out and there are players that simply say, look, we are not going to play college football this season with the current conditions. But then on the other side of that, you have players that are entering their junior year. They're looking to increase their draft stock. And we're talking about thousands of dollars for them on the line in the future. So, you know, what do you do there? What do you value? Easy if you're an athletic department. Like, I could give two
1: you-know-whats if you don't want to play, honestly, because the, the name of the game is getting put on TV to play, okay? That's the name of the game. And just like John Willard said, if players opt out because they want to go to the NFL draft, what's, what's the difference to me as a fan if a, if a player decides to opt out from coronavirus or because he doesn't want to get hurt for the NFL draft? There is no difference in terms of on-the-field product There is no difference. They're just not there. Okay. So these players are not going to show up. Cool. Do you know how many kids on campus would love to suit up for one college football game? So I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about the fact that, you know, that could potentially be a a reason why, you know, thousands and thousands of kids across the country are all of a sudden going to form a union, band up, and fight the system. It's just not going to happen. If they wanted to do it, it would have been done. They wouldn't – they 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 damn sure wouldn't do it during a pandemic, okay? Because if they did it during a pandemic, there's plenty of kids there. Look at all the kids that are out there, you know, partying their butts off at the club and at the beach and all this other stuff. You think those kids really give a damn about the, the pandemic? That's why we're in this predicament because people don't want to listen. Those same kids are absolutely willing to throw on a helmet and go run through a wall for said coach, especially if you're talking about the Alabamas and LSUs of the world. You mean I get to rep this school? I get to be put on the roster and be in the history books. Hell yeah, I'll do that for free. Absolutely. And I'll pay my own way. <laughs> like, that's just but how why, it's gonna go but, down.
2: But why is my health being put at risk while Joe Schmo can just take his classes online? Because I'm, the NCAA at,
1: says you're expendable. The NCAA has 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 ridden down that road this entire time. They don't care, they just want their money. That's it.
2: <laughs> that's it. Don't we all want some money?
1: I mean I mean I hate to I hate to say it like that because greed and corruption are, are just horrible. But these kids are they, they get exposed, they get used. That's what the NSA thinks about them. And until you know the the proper systems can be put in place, the correct systems too. I'm not talking about, "Oh, I want credit for being in a video game, damn it." Like, really? A video game? Cool. You made 0.0015 cents. For every game that was sold, congratulations! Now you got 150 bucks. Like, was that really worth it? No, Ed O'Bannon, thank you. But you know, outside of that, you know, we're talking about game tickets and advertising and all the money that goes into these programs. How many times do I have to hear, oh, this third down presented by blah blah blah, or this second down? Pres- oh, it's a sack, this sack presented by blah blah blah. Like, everything in sports is sponsored, it is, and at the college level. Like there's so much money going into it that people don't even realize. And these kids don't get a a, a slice of the pie. They get their education. Cool. Hey, that is value. That is absolute value. But at the same time, there is no other job, corporation, uh, you know, uh, career field. Whereas a 16, 18, 20 year old, you can't make your own living off of what you do. There's not, there's a prime physicist over in, you know, whatever dorm or whatever. He's 18 years old and he cracked the code to XYZ. He, he can sell that patent, he can sell that expertise, and he can make millions of dollars. But if you got an elite skill set like a wide receiver or a basketball player, shut up and color. And that's complete BS, but that's the system that they're in right now. There's no way these kids are getting paid during this pandemic.
2: I love the plug for the podcast that you just put in right now yeah i mean that's what i do it's, it's total bs man it's total total
1: BS. BS. <laughs> it's absolutely bs man hey man you, you know what else is bs
2: what's that conspiracy
0: or <laughs> not, <baby? laughs>
2: yes uh, yes the back. best game out right now <laughs> i love conspiracy theory or not the best game out uh, the best game nobody
1: ever told you about. There you go. So conspiracy or not. I got a good one for you to start it all off, Justin. Conspiracy or not. Disney created Frozen so that the Google algorithm wouldn't bring up Walt Disney being allegedly cryogenically frozen.
2: There's no way that's a conspiracy theory.
1: <laughs> Why?
2: You have heard that rumor, right? No, I have not. That, yeah. that, that just Disney. See, he's just frozen somewhere like he's Han Solo.
1: something like that yeah just
2: just waiting like one of these days they're just gonna wheel his icy ass
1: out into the public during a parade right (laughs) (laughs) uh and unfortunately my friend unfortunately for you it is an actual conspiracy how they they the the rumor out there is that they created frozen the movie so that way every time every time you typed in frozen the movie
2: comes up instead of Walt Disney being Walt Frozen. Disney. Wow. Every time I think of the movie Frozen, it's weird, but I always think of Terrence Howard. The, the actor super random, right? But for a brief point in time, there was a social media trend where everything that had the word uh, man in it, you pronounced it "main," like main. Terrence Howard, because I hey, mean, and in, in every <laughs> single one of Terrence Howard's movies, he always says Maine. So, like, for instance, one of my favorite movies, Hustle and Flow. Oh, yeah. Think about how, think about how many times Terrence Howard says Maine. <laughs> so now think about Frozen. They put Terrence Howard's face over the main character. I'm forgetting the princess's name. But Elsa. Elsa. They put oh, yeah. Terrence Howard's face over Elsa with the caption, do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) (laughs) So every time I think of Frozen, I always think of Terrence Howard. Another Terrence Howard meme that I saw during this trend was it was a map of the United States and they put Terrence Howard's face over the state of Maine. (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen that. That's funny. All right, Justin, you're up. So UFC Fight Island took place this past weekend. Kamaru Uzman defeated Jorge Masvidal. As expected, he was heavily favored. Why? Because Jorge Masvidal literally had six days notice to fly from Miami, Florida, all the way to Abu Dhabi to participate in this. And not only fly you know, halfway around the world, but he also had to lose 22 pounds in a week. 22 pounds in a week, and Jorge Masvidal made it so i applaud him for you know getting into the fight i expected him to lose but you know it, it got me thinking and this is my conspiracy theory this is the just an original by the way go ahead. this is i made uh, no I, i'm not gonna, I'm gonna to the, <laughs> yeah. i kind of spilled the beans we kind of spilled the beans already but was this all a part of the plan did this uh did camera uzman's opponent back out because of his injury? So Jorge Masvidal can step right in, possibly take him down and set up a mega fight with Conor McGregor, who's currently in retirement right now. Masvidal McGregor. You have two of some of the biggest dogs in the UFC. I'm going to say that's uh, no conspiracy. Well, it is a conspiracy. I made it up. <laughs> That's so not it's how not it, a so it's so, so, so it's not a conspiracy. Sorry, Justin just sorry, ruined the game. I man. know. I'm sorry. So <laughs> th- no, it is it is not a conspiracy. Um, Dana, Wh- control of this.
1: There yes,
2: you go. <laughs> no. D- Dana White has mentioned the thought of Mosvidal versus McGregor, and you know how much money UFC oh, yeah. can can rake in. With, with this fight, I would love to see it. You know, Conor McGregor is kind of like the Brett Favre of a UFC. Yeah. Retires, he leaves, comes back, comes back mm-hmm. does his thing, and it's like, ah, you know what? I'm going to, you know, step away. I, I think McGregor is going to come back for a big-time fight, but I don't think it will be with Masvidal. I think it will be with another opponent, and I think which could set up a rematch with Khabib. So.
1: Okay, all right. Well... Uh, my final one. The gateway to hell is under the Denver International Airport.
2: <laughs> Absolutely a conspiracy theory. Oh, damn, that was quick. Why? Because the Denver Broncos suck. And, <laughs> and, and any, <laughs> listen, what does that have
1: to do with anything?
2: Me, oh my gosh, repping, repping my guy. bolts right now. Like I damn. said on the last podcast, I'm one of 20 guys still repping the Chargers to this day but my but my least favorite team is the Denver Broncos and I can't stand them so much. I hate John Elway and that smug look that he has on his face every time they put the camera on him in the press box. So I don't like Denver and I think the gateway to hell is under the Denver International Airport.
1: And you would be correct that is an actual conspiracy. I don't know why, but it is an actual conspiracy. Good job. You uh were 1 for 2 today. Took two shots, 1 for 2. Good job, buddy. And, uh, yeah, a conspiracy you, or not, it's, that's not a bad
2: show, right? You, there we you go. Think, you think that's the reason why the Broncos drafted Tim Tebow? They're Ooh. like, Hey, we, we got our guy. No, Ooh. no, no. He's not going to hell. He's not going to <laughs> hell, but we need to stop this conspiracy theory. We need to get Tim T- Tim Tebow in. Oh my gosh.
1: I don't know where this show went off the rails at, but, uh, we're going to keep the train going. Keep it rolling. <laughs> I mean, th- I, I don't even know what to do with that one. You know what I mean? Like. You you gotta bring Tim Tebow into this touchdown Jesus almost. You know what I mean? Like come on. I love Tim Tebow,
2: man. He's awesome.
1: Hey, I'll tell you what, I got I got four words for you. You like how I did that,
2: right? The banjo. You can't
1: go wrong with the banjo. Don't be that guy. Yes, sir. We are back with another episode of Don't Be That Guy. Uh, Justin, you are going to lead it off, my friend. Uh, And I got a (laughs) video to set this up.
0: What the?
1: What? What? What just happened here? That was courtesy. Of, uh, that was courtesy of ABC out in Florida. Uh, w- w- can I see that one more time? Oh, my man, my man thing. needs some sunscreen. Holy crap! What was that?
2: Poor guy. And you know, I feel him on so many levels. I really do. You know, first of all, let's let's backtrack here. ABC posted that video, ABC News, and it's a video of stingrays, huge stingrays, off the coast of Florida. And they're swimming right next to uh, beachgoers. And they just make it seem like, oh, look at the stingrays, just swimming so elegantly next to all the beachgoers. And then they just throw this dude who looks like, Hellboy. He, he definitely looks like Hellboy. Speaking of hell, uh, he looks like Hellboy. Uh and you know how we always do, you know, looking ass. So for those that don't know what we're talking about, anytime you say like so-and-so looking ass, it's like it, it's you're slandering them. You're <laughs> it, it's it's a light roast, you know. Um and so people commented on my tweet because I'm the most retweeted and liked comments on that video because i i screenshotted my guy looking so hot cheeto-esque and said <laughs> buddy burnt to a crisp and so many people were saying looking ass they're like hellboy looking ass yep. uncooked sausage looking ass <laughs> hot cheeto <laughs> looking ass and they were just going in on this guy but oh pickled pig I, feet I, looking <laughs> ass <laughs> <laughs> but i feel for him i really do because this guy went to the beach and you know what he was probably there for four hours and it was a little bit overcast oh. this is my this is my big problem Saul. me being a a, a pasty ginger mm-hmm. man i walk to the mailbox and i get a sunburn yeah. so when i go to the beach in california and i see that it's overcast i'm like ah I don't need sunscreen. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful weather. You're in the water for a few hours, and then you come back out, you are cooked. Yep. And then you're spending the rest of the afternoon rubbing aloe vera, <laughs> rubbing cocoa butter, <laughs> and it's just not a good sight. Yeah. So I feel I feel for my guy, but it's like, man, you, you can see yourself visibly pink-
1: red sometimes you can't man because it just happens over a course of time you don't realize how red you really are and this dude was like red red you know red. almost like there Purple. was blood in the water red you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and then those are some giant stingrays swimming by him. by the way and we just kind of coasted past that but yeah the, i mean the redness crazy
2: on another level they probably thought it was a giant lobster probably that's did. why they didn't do anything so, so anyways, that's why I don't be that guy wear sunscreen but,
1: yeah, there you go. So don't be that guy this week. Um, it's a little personal to me. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, my kids are here with me for the summer, and you know, they've been cooped up in this house. And we, so we decided, you know what? Even in the midst of this pandemic, we're going to try and find a safe, socially distanced activity, and and we did. We found um, some roller skating. Um, unfortunately, it. Justin, uh, for your boy right here. Uh, yeah, I should never, I should never do that ever, ever uh, because oh yeah, it was, it, it's not, I mean, look how stiff I am. Like I'm like, it looks like I am walking on ice. It is not pretty. And then if that didn't make matters worse, as we get around to this end loop right here, My daughter is trying to get the inside, and it's almost as if I'm trying to cut her off and push her out of the way. She pushes me out of the way and is like, get the hell out of the way, Dad. Like, (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, I appreciate all the dads out there that try to do as much as they can for their kids. I did that. Justin, I have not been able to walk straight for three days. My back has just been killing me. I should have stretched better than I did. I need to get my fat butt in shape. Don't be that guy. Do what you gotta do. Stay healthy. You're not gonna freaking overcome the fountain of youth. Just oh man, time is undefeated, and yeah. it is weighing a toll on my
2: sorry ass. So let me ask you this: All your knees, how 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 are they feeling? When my, knees you were are okay. my knees are okay.
1: My knees are okay. My knees are okay. You okay. know, I got I got a little. You know, I got a little. Because I saw to. It.
2: <laughs> but every I saw time it. I every time
1: I try to dip. Like, it was like immediately as I came up, I was like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was e- not pretty. Every single time you made a turn, you could see your knees kind of shake a little bit. And yeah. so I was wondering, yeah. you know, were they holding on for dear life or what was the situation like there? Pretty, pretty much holding on for dear life. So don't Skinny. be that guy. Don't Man, that guy. for a guy that likes roll bounce. I would have thought you'd down,
1: be man. I would
2: have thought you'd be like a king skater man, tr- out there. Yo,
1: trust me, when I got out there, I thought I was gonna be. And then as soon as I hit the the skates, I was like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> this isn't this isn't like it was when I was in third grade down at Rolero trying to hit on the, all the girls. Hey, <laughs> hey
0: <laughs> Yeah, Let's no, do it, new, was, Johnny. Uh,
1: it, it was uh not 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 very uh not very promising, not very pretty. It was uh it was pretty bad. So, anyway, so we got a little story that I have to bring up. Um, I have, I have this this group of friends, and it's a it's a family, it's a whole family. And believe it or not, their last name is the Hopefuls. And the Hopefuls have two daughters, and these two daughters uh, have begun some type of a sibling rivalry. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say begun, but one of them, the you know, Shauna is her name. She has gone on the attack on this girl, Megan, her sister. Megan is the athlete. She has played volleyball um, at multiple levels. She's a coach. Her husband's a coach. Shauna has not played sports. However, Shauna thinks that she can beat her in a foot race. And I have to bring this up because the trash talk has taken a whole new level. Uh, The trash talk uh, started by a simple trophy presentation for whatever reason and uh i mean you could you could take a look here it's uh it's uh it's a pretty pretty cool one where uh yeah you can see it right there Uh, second place yeah and if you read it closely it says uh to megan uh you know what does it say the Great Forfeit? The Great Forfeit. Yeah, 2020. The Great Forfeit 2020. And if that didn't make matters wow. worse. Wow. Yeah, that's trash talk, right? You you produced a trophy for your sister to trash talk. And that's not all, my friend. That is not all. Because what did she do? Oh, yeah. By the way, somehow, someway, this conveniently just happened to be put on her, uh, uh you know, desktop or whatever. And it's uh, Shauna Hopeful. She gave herself a trophy <laughs> for being faster than Megan. <laughs> Definitely faster than Megan. I mean, this is I love this is, it. Tr- this is trash talk on a whole new level. If we're starting to incorporate trophies
2: into trash talking, I'm all about that. And you know what makes it great? It's not like the modern NBA where you have players subtweeting each other and not going after each other. This is good old fashioned sibling rivalry using trophies as a way to to talk trash and i've never seen anything like it i've never seen anybody use props in that way before i think that's awesome hey mom duke's got into it too just so you know oh really she said oh live sports
1: finally <laughs> 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 so uh yeah the trash talk is strong in the family uh and so that, that was that was pretty funny anyway i just wanted to share that story i thought it was pretty funny and i told them i was going to bring so it up awesome. because uh trash talk now i will say this right now on the record for anybody who's out there listening if these two shall race each other not only will we show that but we will also bring them on this show to talk oh, trash 100%. about it afterwards whoa
2: afterwards
1: or maybe before wait, you know what because we'll set it we'll hype it up we'll the, be the hype I men.
2: Say, listen, listen. We watched the last dance. I watched the last dance like four <laughs> or five times. One of my favorite things that Michael Jordan said right after, I believe it was B, it was a BJ Armstrong mm-hmm. when he hit the shot against them in the playoffs. And then it shows Michael Jordan the next day holding a baseball bat mm-hmm. with a cigar. <laughs> and he's like, now, you know, it's easy to talk shit when you're up five, six points. But when it's zero, zero. Yeah, that's a, that's a sign of a good man. Or when yeah. when you're behind and you're still talking shit, that that's that's a sign of a good pro. So we get them on beforehand, let them you know kind of it's it feels like a a weigh in for like a big fight. We're gonna have them come before the race. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, Allow them to you know to to say their 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 two cents and, and what they have to say, and then we're gonna get that foot race Absolutely. and we're gonna have it on the Total BS podcast. Well, we're we're and definitely if, gonna hype this thing up. And it may not be live sports, but I'll tell you what, it's sports and it's during a global global pandemic and we are in need of sports right now. And the fact that these two siblings use trophies to go at each other to kind of show off, you know, which one's more athletic in the family or at least on the family totem pole. I love it. Let's get them on the podcast. I mean, how about that? You know, I mean, like I, hey, we got to We got to
1: run. You know, we got to run just, we got to see the race. We got to see the yeah, race. If we don't absolutely. see the race, I'm just going to be so disappointed. So disappointed. Like I have to see the race and oh, oh, breaking news, folks, breaking news. It's happening. August 2nd. <laughs> Look at that baby Mark it down. There Mark it is. It down. August 2nd. You heard it here first. <laughs> we got a race Two trash talking sisters. Hey, we got, we got, we got, we got, we'll, we'll see the footage. And we are also going to get them on this podcast. I promise you that you heard it here, Shauna and Megan, you're going to yeah, and Judy, if you want to be the hype man, the mom in between the two, the strife, I hope she wears a shirt. That's like split right down the middle with Megan and Shauna on each side. You know what I mean? Like, like those jerseys that you
2: see when they have two brothers on each team. <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. And it, it got me thinking, Saul, if you were listening to this and you want to send us any video of like a friendly competition within your family, whether it's a game of horse game, of one-on-one running a foot race, like any competition that you do with a family member or a friend just to kind of, Hey, we got sports going on right now. Make sure you reach out to us on our social media pages at total BS podcast. I think this could be something worthwhile
1: hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and we'll share it. I mean, that's Absolutely. what we do. Also, uh, we did mention if you didn't get a chance to download the podcast earlier in the week on Thursday, uh, which is when we drop our second podcast of the week, uh, we are going to be doing a fancy football league hopefully if there's football um this season for the nfl so if you want to be a part of that just hit us up on facebook or twitter and uh we will put you down we're we're only taking 10 and two of the spots are already filled obviously uh these guys you know so Mm -hmm. um you know make sure that you follow us and uh drop us a, a line to say that you want to be a part of it
2: and i can't promise you anything uh, I I could promise you I won't have the number one pick in the fantasy football draft. Oh, I know I know that's being controversial. Because was it last year? I had my fantasy football. league. No, we'll, we'll do the draft.
1: We'll do the draft online. We'll do it right here on the show. We'll pick names out of a hat so everybody can see it's legit. You know, what I mean, I'm not going to put like 50 of Saul inside there. You know, what I mean, like <laughs> it'll just <laughs> it'll just be it'll be nice and cool. But
2: I know, but but they always people always you know, enter leagues. And then the commissioner just so happens to have the number one pick.
1: Yeah. But the number one pick doesn't mean that you're going to win the league.
2: See, thank you. I've been, I've literally been, I've literally been saying that for an entire year and people keep saying that my league was rigged, but you cheat. So, I mean, that's (laughs) just, (laughs)
1: Hey, last week we started a segment called tell me something good. And we haven't got a graphic for it yet, but, um, you know, in this pandemic, there's some ups and downs. Obviously, I shared a, a tweet earlier last week. Uh, it's just one of those days where it just felt like it was just a big crap bomb. Uh, you know, you're, just, you're feeling like sad. You're feeling depressed. You're feeling a little, you know, there's a lot of despair going on. And you're looking out, you're like, man, is this ever going to get better? Are people ever going to stop politicizing this thing? Are, are people just going to get on the same page for once? You don't know. It's hard to see. The forest through the trees, and so we started a segment called "Don't," or uh, I'm sorry, tell me something good, and where uh, we're, we're going to show, you know, we're going to share some some positive video. The NBA showed up to Orlando this week. A lot of the players have to sequester to their own room, and the Dallas Mavericks, to their credit, decided to take it up another level, and uh, they had themselves a little, you know, a little crunk DJ party. <laughs> so That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> That's right, baby. The Dallas Mavericks are having a good time during the, the pandemic. And if you can't get a little jazzed up from that, I don't know what, what's what, what's going to do it for you. You know I mean? Yeah. That was just some nice feel-good kind of crunk music. You know,
2: you're just, you know, feeling the vibe and the beat. And you just, yeah. Yeah. And I love that the Dallas Mavericks, out of all teams, are just having the time of their lives right now. And I think, you know, a lot of NBA players are feeling it. But you also have some who are – complaining about the food and listen i get it you know you're a multi-millionaire at the food that you're accustomed to eating it's not like what you're eating in the bubble right now but you have guys complaining about the food you have guys you have jr smith complaining about how his blanket that the nba gave him for free isn't long enough when he's got a, a huge comforter in a bed and all that but it, then you have the dallas mavericks being DJs having fun you have Luka Doncic and, and Boban Marjanovic doing like the like the old Disney channel commercials where they try to like paint out the Mickey Mouse thing and they're just having the time of their lives i think it's great and hopefully they continue to have more fun because there is good content coming out of the bubble right now Oh, it's all over the place. And you know what? Maybe next week we'll share some of that content for sure.
1: Uh, As you can see, we were jam-packed with content today. And we'll bring more of it
2: to you on Thursday this week. Uh, We do have – who's our special guest, Justin? Arash Markazi joining us uh, from the LA Times. Arash is big time. Uh, He joined the LA Times after working for ESPN for a long time. He's got his own column now. Uh, With the L.A. Times, he's an L.A. guy. He's really tied in with the NBA and he's got a great story. You know, he was severely overweight and he realized that he needed to make a change and he lost over 130 pounds. So if you're doing if you're in this quarantine and you're kind of feeling stuck, you know, maybe that, you know, you wanted to use this time to focus on your health. I think listening to Arash's story in the middle of the week could really be inspiring. He's written a story about it. He's done multiple interviews about it. Heck, he went to go talk to Arnold Schwarzenegger and without even like saying anything, Arnold mentioned his journey and said, I, you know, I've been following you and I think it's great that what you're doing to think about this, like one of the most prominent bodybuilders, like key figures in health, is noticing you before you said anything. I think that right there says it all. So Arash Markazi, very inspirational, super tied in with the NBA. It's going to be a good time in the middle of the week.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So join us on Thursday for that. And we'll have more coming to you next week on the live stream and maybe an update with the hopefuls and their situation, their race, uh, Shauna and Megan going Sh- Shauna and Megan, 2020. Here we go. We're about to throw
2: down. Cause we don't get along. Here we go. So <laughs> it'll be, it'll be fun. So hey, Justin, Also, be sure to subscribe to the Total BS Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And also be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to us on YouTube because we need YouTube subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. And rate, review, share with all your friends, share the love because we definitely appreciate it. So, hey,
1: absolutely. You know, you can find all this content on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Uh, and we're we're throwing out clips every single day, every week. So, you know, follow us and that's all we got. See you, when you see you. Peace. Free your fans just
2: your best 16 if you you're much you not whack. You just sound whack rapping after uh, Your fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must.
0: You not whack, you just sound whack, rapping after us.